Welcome to Highway to Health. I'm Jeremy Quinby. I hope you're well, my friends. Wherever you're listening in from, I'm starting to get into this new routine, this new normal. And at least where I'm at, it's in a holding pattern here in Minneapolis. I'm really feeling for the places getting hit hard right now and the medical professionals working long hours in less than ideal conditions. If you're one of them and are listening in, I hope this episode in particular serves as some kind of solace and support for you. Karen Weidenmuller, my friend and colleague, is on the show today, one of the most thoughtful and reassuring voices in psychotherapy. She's here to help us sort through this experience and offer some insight and exercises to help us feel more grounded and centered through this unpredictable time. She'll be up in just a minute. If this is your first time listening to the show, I want to welcome you. Highway to Health is a place for you to explore and create your own blueprint for health. Having worked in integrative health for more than 20 years, I'm acutely aware of how all aspects of our lives come to have an effect on our health, and it is my hope that through the content and conversations you get here, you'll be become even more engaged and empowered, both personally and in your communities. If you're a regular listener and you have benefited from the content here in any way, would you consider becoming a patron to this podcast? I'm spending most of my time right now, since my practice is closed, uh, creating new resource to help us stay well through this disorienting time. And if you believe that the believe in the importance of these conversations and would like to see this project grow, it's incredibly easy to get involved. You go to patreon.com forward slash highway to health, or just click the support link on the show notes on the app that you're listening to. And you can become a supporter today for as little as $1 a month. And if your your financial situation changes at any point, you can cancel any month. Okay, it's very easy that way. Uh, And if, if you look forward to new episodes, I want you to know that Every dollar that you donate goes into producing the show and creating new, brand new content. If you're looking for more daily inspiration, check out the Instagram and Facebook pages for Highway to Health Podcast. And if you're a health professional or involved in any health-related endeavors, please connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm so grateful to have Karen back on the podcast. If you haven't listened to our first conversation, you may enjoy uh, going back and listening to episode seven from the first season to learn more about her background and, and her work. She was the first person I thought of uh, having here on the podcast to help us process this change that we're all going through. Having worked as a Gestalt and EMDR therapist and because of the work she's done w- working with trauma, I knew she'd be the perfect person to consult with right now to help us sort through the dynamic aspects of what we are all collectively experiencing She offers some very simple but solid advice and techniques to help us center and cut through the chaos and find our center during this ever-shifting time period. Please welcome back to the show, Karin Weidenmuller. So, so... So what's what's changed in your in your practice now in the last two weeks? Did you did you go pretty much right after the? For me, it was it was the thirteenth that Friday, which is a little over two weeks ago now. I pretty much knew immediately that there was that uh, things were going to change for me. Did did you did you know about that point too? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I had prepared actually for the the week or two even before. By just following the news in Italy, we have family in Italy. We read the news, so obviously we were we were clear it was coming. Yeah. And so we basically shifted to, we set up the virtual stuff. I talked with my clients about it, about the possibility. And 
even so two weeks before we started staying home, I said to people, if they are not comfortable coming in anymore, to please let me know and that we would switch to virtual and see how that goes. Yeah. And basically that's that's what I did. And how much how much everything. how much virtual had you done before that? I've I've done some virtual stuff because I've worked with artists who are traveling quite a bit. Oh good. And so I already knew that it's working. Um, yeah. It's actually working well. I was much more uh, hesitant in the beginning, but now with with the experience of the last two weeks, but also the experience that I had before, it was really clear that it's that it's especially if the connection has already been established, that you can plug into that, and that virtually that also works. And and what do you, what do you use for for software for it? Um, currently, so we try different things, but we've we've ended up using Zoom because I also do groups. Okay. And oh, yeah. that's the platform that you can use. That's also HIPAA compliant, and where you can do groups. There's also a simple practice. There's Doxy. Some you know yeah. have free features also that work for people who do one on one. But there's oftentimes some audio issues as well. And yeah, I, Zoom has turns out to be the most reliable, at least in, in my experience. And the, and the best video from what I've seen so far. I had, yeah. I, had, I had a couple of therapist friends asking me if they could do a couple tests with me this week. Yeah. Because <laughs> my yeah. office space has some therapists and I had gone in there one day just to kind of yeah. wrap, wrap up some stuff. And so they, we started, we yeah, started doing tried. that. And I've, I've been yeah. doing some, some movement work assessment stuff, you know, just trying to get them on track, setting up a little space in their homes and that kind of thing too. So we, yeah. we did a little trade and I, and I, and I, they, they had the free doxy and it looked like, right. it looked like to start out with that the, the video quality isn't quite as good on the free doxy. So yeah. I think that's yeah. part of the paid feature. Yep. And the audio cuts out frequently. Oh, it does. Also, okay. Which is, and that is disruptive, right? So. But we can also use at this time, we can use FaceTime. I think it's just important Skype. It's important to let clients know that it's not as secure yeah. as other options, but it's definitely, I've used it as a backup option. If, you know, there's, for example, too many people on, on the internet connection. Yeah. And if it keeps crashing, then it really is detrimental to the session and the connection. And then I do backup FaceTime. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, has, so, so have you kept the same clientele through, through the, this transition? You know, are you taking any new people at this point? Yeah. So I've, I've have kept the same people and running the same, same group. And I check in with people in terms of how much they need right now. Yeah. So sometimes they increase the frequency again, or they decrease it or, you know, so I, I check in with people and see what they need. I've had more work actually just the last two weeks than before. Um, but I think that will change again yeah. because of the finances. But then also we're starting a, a lot of my colleagues were, were joining different networks so we can work with first responders too. Oh, that's <clears throat> On nice. a pro bono basis, uh, particularly the EMDR community is really active in offering people uh, six to 10 sessions pro bono so that they can work with the current trauma that they're experiencing. And so they don't develop uh, PTSD, hopefully, yeah, yeah. or at least get some relief from their current stress and suffering. How, how does EMDR work through through video? So there's, we just actually had a, a couple of sessions this week where we helped each other out trying different uh, modalities to use bilateral stimulation. Yeah. 
So you can use audio, you can visual, do you use visual signs and people can also tap themselves. Mm-hmm. So it really depends again, what's, what's most comfortable for clients, but there's tons of apps. There, there's YouTube videos that use audio, including bilateral stimulation with sounds. So it, there's tons of options. Okay. And for, for anyone, for anyone listening or watching, yes. uh, can, can you just give a quick um, synopsis of, of EMDR and, and what you use it to treat? Yeah. So EMDR is basically a very uh, accelerated way to integrate information that has not been processed. So it, it is able to integrate emotions, sensations, and thoughts into a more cohesive story. Part of what happens when we have traumatic experiences is that there's not a cohesive narrative, that things get stored in different parts of the brain. And EMDR is basically a a very uh, effective way of bringing that information together so that you no longer operate, for example, on a belief that um, you're unsafe or that it was your fault what happened because they built basically the blueprint on on how you're responding to situations now, but they're based on a faulty processing or a not processing of a past experience. And so when we can process trauma this way, we're then basically able to see, oh, it wasn't our fault, or we can come Mm -hmm. up with beliefs that are much more supportive of, well, first of all, they're true. Right, right. That's important. (laughs) That's important, but also that they're, they're much more supportive of of us making different choices and seeing that we have options and that we're not locked in to a certain way of responding to situations that is more habitual now. Yeah. And, and so for, for, for people you've been working with, I guess maybe this is maybe easier Mm -hmm. to to say, but uh, is, is there anything that you, that you're seeing that's, that's kind of an obvious sign right now when people are starting to go through either mental or emotional fatigue or, there's there's a kind of a clear shift going on because for myself I I kind of I live with a certain amount of generalized anxiety but <laughs> you know it, it comes out in different ways I think sometimes for for people in this state I've been hearing from from other people who who have been just kind of checking in with me uh, and and asking me how I'm doing I, they were sort of like saying to me it's 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 clear that you know during these kinds of periods you tend to get very motivated. Um, which I think, you know, in terms of the fight or flight or freeze part, yes. I'm much more of a fighter, apparently. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And the the downside to it, though, for me, that what what I've been noticing so far is that, um, and, you know, and I, I'm obviously I, I'm you know temporarily unemployed all of a sudden, so there's a financial concern that's going on. Yes. I'm trying to fill in and be this new role slightly for my family, so that's you know a, an adaptation that I'm kind of going through. But I'm finding that I'm I'm not able able to really sleep very deeply right now. Yeah. And I'm and I'm waking up at like four, four thirty, five thirty, you know, much earlier than I, yeah. I typically do with, you know, just a lot of a lot of processing and ruminating. And it's yes. some of it's actually I you know, this this morning, I mean today I actually slept for the first had the first eight hour sleep that I've had probably in five or six days. Wow. Yeah. So I've been you know, it hasn't been terrible. I've been getting to bed at a reasonable time at least, but you know, it's it's definitely like I'm 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 waking up with a certain kind of clarity of 
of you know sort of vision of what I need to be working on and and do. So I, I get up and just start working before my my kids are up and have to sort of you know get into that role. So I'm sure that's part of it is sort of knowing that okay I have a limited amount of time that I can do things during the day, yeah. but some of it is clearly I'm not able to to settle very well. Is that is that something that yes. you're seeing right now? Oh, absolutely. I think it's it's for all of us a very unsettling time, and I think that it's really important to normalize that. Yeah. And I've said to my clients this week: if you're not afraid right now, if you don't feel fear. At times, I'd be I'd be very surprised, right? Yeah. And also, I would be a little bit concerned because fear is, I think, a really important response to a crisis like this. Yeah, that's really important. The, the difference is, I think, we can fear has as an emotion. I think has a very important function. It's to wake up. Something's wrong. Mm -hmm. What can I do to prepare? And I think that's really important and it's necessary. And then we need to distinguish that, though, from a state of anxiety. And anxiety for more is more, it's, that's a state. It doesn't really leave us. We feel restless. We might feel actually a little irritable. Mm -hmm. we, we ruminate. We go more into negative thinking. And then we feel probably really wired for a while and unable to focus. So there's, there's a lot of symptoms that I think are very normal right now in most of us experience. Yeah. And it's important, though, to help ourselves regulate because uh if if we're constantly in an on state so either fight flight or freeze right the nervous system is always on it's actually not helpful right it, it actually yeah. um narrows down our options we don't feel like we have choices we feel trapped and that's not quite true right yeah. i mean there's yeah. a lot of things that we can't do right now but there's also things that we can do so I think there's, it's important to distinguish between fear and anxiety. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and then I think what you're talking about with the fight response, I totally get that. I think a lot of people who are actually working uh, in the healthcare system, yeah. whether that's in the hospitals right now or first responders or mental health people, I have a lot of colleagues in, in the body work also what you do. Some of them are really in their element right now. Uh -huh. They're really stepping yeah. into this. Yeah. And partially, I think it's because people are so familiar with crisis. They yeah. grew up in a home where there's a lot, there was a lot of crisis, for example, where there was a lack of leadership with their parents. So they're yeah. really used to taking charge and they're doing that now, right? The, the question is, can we do that in a way that we're making a conscious decision versus going with that uh, fight or flight response yes. and do it in a way that is conscious. And I think that's a huge difference again. Yeah. I, unconscious I, and conscious. I would say that's part of my situation too, is that I think I, I realized, well, I'm going to have a break. So what's yeah. the, what's the best use of my time, you know, prioritizing that and yeah. saying, okay, well, my family is going to be the first thing that I need to think about. Yes. What's the new order look like? What does getting yes. groceries look like? <laughs> what is, yes. You know, right. sort of those, all those roles. And then yeah. past that, I, you know, I just in terms of my, my clientele kind of reaching out and, and saying, you know, how, yes. how, how are you doing? And just kind of making sure that some of, some of that stuff is covered. And I'm still catching up with that. I mean, that's, it's a lot of yeah. people to, you know, sort of check in with. Luckily, Absolutely. a lot of them yeah. have, have really just reached right, right out to me. So that was kind of easy and and like you're saying I, I think we're we're sort of used to to holding that kind of space for people and for and for for crisis a lot of times so yeah. it's it's sort of easy to slip into that to that that's that's my comfortable role yeah you know, my, my less comfortable role is is you it's know being an at-home right? teacher 
Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah, talk about staying regulated during those times. Yeah. And and yeah. I think I think through the beginning of this, you know, I, I had a lot of people contacting me, friends and family, kind of asking like, what's the what you know, the, like the end of that that week of the thirteenth, where, where there was the Friday the thirteenth. That weekend is when here in Minnesota, at least, the governor right. came on and started making like some pretty firm calls, and and he did an, he did an amazing job. I mean, compared to what was happening at the federal yes. level, right? It really, and and Cuomo too, just really sort of saying like, yeah. this is serious. I want you to really start thinking about this. But I started noticing just in my community and in in hearing, you know, with my, my wife's coworkers and stuff that it was clear that people were not taking it serious enough. And so like, I felt like my, my podcast and leadership role there was to immediately get into like, what can I do from that perspective? And I feel like, you know, within a couple of podcasts, I felt like I kind of had enough out there that, and things started coming in, you know, so I didn't have to take on that role anymore. So now, now I'm, but I'm still kind of doing it. I still feel like there's there's still a lot of resourcing going on as as you and I were sort of you know messaging back and right. forth about that there's there's going to be a, a mental health crisis here of some sort if if it's not already starting to happen. Um, Absolutely. But trauma yeah. of, often takes a while to kind of settle in. So yeah, well, and the trauma really is the response, right, to a crisis when 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 you can experience something really really difficult and overwhelming and not go into trauma because you're able to have a way of processing it afterwards and enough resources that keep you coming back into uh, a regulated state. Right. Trauma really is if you can't deal with the, with the effects of it. And obviously this is huge and we don't have a very important source of how we can regulate, which is connection right now in, in person, right? So a lot of people, what we do evolutionary is when there's a crisis, we, we come together, we huddle together. And I think that's happening yeah. in that people step up in their area of expertise. They, they are not just frozen. A lot of people are very generous right now and really look to, so what can I offer? Mm-hmm. Can I, and that could be going shopping for the elderly neighbors that could be um, setting up resources online. I mean, there's a lot of different things, right? It's not just that people go into that anxious mode. I've seen a lot of generosity and beauty. Yeah, me, me too. Incredibly moving, right? That it's not just about how can I keep myself safe and go into that survival mode. That's definitely one way. And I think it's important that we notice that and take care, as you said, of our families. Now going into the, a contracted state and going to the store and buying everything that you can under, as understandable as, as that is, it's more <laughs> reactive mode of surviving, yeah, right? Yeah. And so it's really important that we get out. So this is not as threatening as we think yeah. if we use certain precautions, right? And we need to be clear on what those are so that the nervous system can calm down again. Yeah. I think that's really important. But because we don't have a lot, for, especially for people who live by themselves, they will not have a lot of connection. Someone yeah, so dies talk- and we can't get together and sell, you know, and, and get together and support each other physically. Yeah. And we can't celebrate. I have a few people who are pregnant right now that I'm working mm-hmm. with. Right. And they know they will not have support. after. Yeah. They're lucky if they can bring their partner, if they plan a hospital birth to the hospital. So there's all these consequences. I think that we can't yet foresee completely. Uh, how that impacts the mental health of people. But yeah. that lack of connection is for sure, in, in my opinion, number one with, with the overall sense of, of loss. Yeah. 
and and, and you have I, i'm gonna i'm gonna put up a couple of documents that you sent to me which which i think are really helpful and in one of them you talked about um ways to sort of deal with the with some of the social isolation issues going on yes. i mean i mean we, sh- we should right. really be just I, I like to put this out there because i'm i'm i have a number of people in my life who live on their own yes. that i've been just trying to check in with every day and and it's, yes. it's very That's clear right. that sometimes after a while they they stop looking for support yes so right. you know just just to remember that but just in terms of like things that you can do right now during this time that actually will, will help you feel more connected yeah. you had some you had some great stuff on there so if you'd share a few of those things yeah so i think really having basically a body that you go through during that time that you check in daily and also talk about other things right not to forget that yeah that there is other things and also to be okay with enjoying certain moments, you know, that is, so if you enjoy, for example, um, that you have time right now to do certain things that you haven't done, do that. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I think nobody is helped by us just uh, clinging to the news and following every little thing. It's very activating. So a, a big part is uh, really looking to what, what, feels good to us and and enjoy that and the other thing is i think not just making time to connect with others but also take time to reflect i think if there's a a good thing that's coming out of this and there will be good things coming out of that i think that's really important to see already seeing so much as i said earlier so much beautiful um new ways of of connecting with each other and we have the medium to do it right but I think it's also connect going inside and using this time to reflect what is important to you, what are your values, and giving yourself compassion. So everything that you would give to yourself to see also how can you give that to others when you mm-hmm. live by yourself. That's also important, right? So how can I reach out? People reach out to me and also I can can I reach out to others? Yeah. yeah. The other thing I think is what's really important is to use your senses to really connect also with your environment. So mm, just yeah. because there's nobody else around another living person doesn't mean you can't connect to your senses. Let's say when you take a shower to feel the water, when you make food and then eat to really taste that, yeah. that you that you really see, so how am I connected to this world? Yeah. And we're as equally as connected inside if we can find a bigger purpose or if we have a spiritual practice to really double up on that right now, I think is is huge. And then try to stay connected with communities. Or if you don't have a big one, just see what interests you. There's so many online and support groups right now. You know, if you've done yoga, see if you can get into a yoga class online of your favorite studio or, yeah. you know, those kinds of things. Much more difficult, of course, I think, when we don't have a lot of resources. And so this is where we can see, again, also the difference between people who, you know, don't have the financial means right now or lack other resources like housing. Yeah. And so I think a, a big one is, too, then to to uh, see how can I use my resources? Can I be grateful about that I have a roof over my head, that I can yeah. go to bed and just relax into the mattress and and connect with that sense of comfort mm-hmm. so that that would be a big one i mean there's more but yeah that might be yeah those the, the, those are important because i i think we we are we are at a point right now where it's 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 hard to i mean i i even as as 
challenging as I feel like my situation is, we already like, I think that Saturday the 14th, when I knew that I was going to be done working for a while, my first thing was, let's go to the bank accounts and figure out what we're taking out for expenses and and what how 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 far can we get here let's say this thing i i was my sense was this was going to be you know two or three months for sure and so you know can we can can we get through two or three months you know we had luckily just my wife had just gotten a bonus and we had we had (laughs) earmarked it to pay some debts and whatnot but okay well things things are things are changing but again like this is a this is a first world problem and right. Well, that's a resource, right? That's really right. a resource if you can use it in a, in what in t- because what's clear for all of us or happening to all of us, there's a lot of uncertainty right now. That's really how it affects everybody. Everything has changed, mm-hmm. and the more ground we can find, the more sense of security we will develop again. I mean, not that this is really a change. We 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 never really that's know what's true. happening, right? right? We're just right. very forced right now into this experience of not knowing and uncertainty. And obviously, if you have resources, particularly financial resources, you will be much calmer yeah. than someone who does not have that, yeah. right? Because because it, it gives us some ground and some stability. And then I think it's also important to uh, remember though, and I think that's another thing that I, I suggest to clients and I do with all my clients that we can always access certain experiences inside of us. So even if we don't have someone right now that can hug us, for example, we can find a moment where that has happened before and access that. Maybe you have an image, maybe even you have a picture of a moment where you felt like part of something, right? And then you bring that image up internally, and then you connect with that felt sense in your body, what it feels like, for example, to be hugged, or what it feels like to be part of a group and feel safe in that group. And the body doesn't distinguish whether it's happening for real or if you just imagine it. Yeah. And so we can use that right now to connect very vividly in the present moment with those kinds of experiences, even if we don't have them right now. Yeah. And the other thing I think is to really remember this is temporary. Yeah. And if you can, it's this is where, let's say, for example, AA group's wisdom comes in of one mm-hmm. day at a time. Mm-hmm. It really is break down uh, things into smaller pieces and not go into the future if you can. Yeah. Go back into what's happening right now and use your senses and drink that cup of tea and enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've I've been trying to you know work on work on routines, and I've been talking to a few of my clients about yeah. this too. Is is and and really doing it daily. Like, yeah. I, I actually printed out a, a a page where I just every day I fill out nice. the page differently. You know, because yeah. that, because new new things are coming up, but I'm but I'm also finding that if I do some kind of movement early in the day, it does yeah. free up some of this you know charged energy yeah. that's going on. Yeah. But I also feel like it's it's an important time to remember not to push too hard because Absolutely. I can I yes. can I can tell and I did one day where I just did yeah. a little bit too much and I, and I really felt like it set me back the next day. I felt I felt yeah. exhausted and I yeah. felt like I had a little bit more just emotional and mental fatigue going on. So, yeah. you know, that's another thing to remember. And again, that's this is part of the fight, you know, response is to feel like, you know, I can yeah. I can I can sort of do everything. But really, we're we're processing a lot even when we're sleeping or even when we're in, in that's rest. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, and we do have to pace ourselves. Absolutely, yeah. right? I've talked with a lot of colleagues this week, too, about their experience doing this virtually, for example, mm -hmm. and their client's experience. And it really is, we are processing so much, and we need to pace ourselves differently. Yeah. We need more breaks, I think. And, and the people who do best, too, I think, are the people who've learned to be compassionate with themselves. Yeah. Not just with others but also with ourselves and, and say, so what do I need right now? Yeah. Right. And exercise definitely moving your body it doesn't have to be exercise in a formal sense, but putting on some music and dancing and getting up and stretching because we're sitting right now much more, all those kinds of things help regulate and, and stay in touch with our bodies, which yeah. is actually the antidote to a, a, a dysregulated nervous system. The way yeah. to activate the relaxation response of the nervous system is moving and observing your sensations and regulating your breathing. Yeah. Those are the simplest things uh, that really make a huge difference. Yeah, I agree. So, 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 you know, in some ways we're talking about people who are fairly regulated, who can, yes, who can kind of step right. into this. So, yes. so for, for people who, who have histories of trauma, let's say, yeah. Uh, what, what, what do you do differently at this point? Is there is there is there more attention to something that you find helping? Yeah. So I do a different things. We do a lot of stabilizing as well, right? Reminding people of their resources, for example, and that they really use it a routine every day mm -hmm. to um, to do, let's say, breathing exercises or grounding exercises. Yeah. Yeah. Talk, right? talk, Just, talk about grounding. I think that's that's yeah. It's, so, it's, yeah. Grounding. There's important. a few things that are pretty easy to do so one of the things is just not bringing awareness to your feet so whether you're sitting or standing or walking anytime you get up from your chair and you walk to the kitchen let's say you feel your feet yeah. that's number one super easy the other thing that you can do is you can stand and imagine that you split the floor in between your feet mm. so as if you were pushing the floor to the sides and that will just involve your legs uh, and and the energy that will, will come down into your feet. So you bring your attention to your feet and you'll notice that the contact between your feet and the ground will get stronger. You could also imagine, for example, that you're standing in wet sand. Mm. That's a really nice image also. Or that your tree and that your roots ground into the earth so you can even picture the roots. But every... How, whatever you use, you just pay attention to the connection between your between the soles of your feet and the floor or the ground. Yeah, right. I, I, if you're yeah. lucky enough, go barefoot outside on a nice day. Right. Yeah. If you're lucky enough to have a garden, most of my people uh, that I work with, they're in small, tiny New York City apartments. They need to use their imagination a little bit more, but um, it it works great actually the yeah, grounding stuff I, I think so too i some someone told, told, taught me this technique at one point that i use sometimes uh even be at the beginning of my work day or or while i'm working yeah. which is that you know being energetic beings and being polar we're we're very connected into the into the earth in this way and that if you have to be sitting for long periods of time i've been kind of reminding people of this since we are all sitting a lot more is yeah. 
you know, it, like like you said, if you can be barefoot, I think this helps. But yes. imagining kind of like you, like you have lightning bolts going th- from your feet down into the ground, or yeah. if you're wearing shoes, think about them as having these spiky lightning bolts that connect into the into the floor. Yes, right. And then yes. you can do the same thing through your sitting bone, so that you know yeah, you, you exactly. have you have these yeah. two points of contact that you can kind of imagine going straight down to the, you know, to the you know polar part of the of the planet. That and, and you know that, that kind of takes you beyond the structure that you're in sometimes, and, and energy because it's you know so vast, you can kind of connect you know upward, downward, however you want to. You can yes. think think about things right. as as being spread out in some ways, and it 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 somehow puts you into a very specific place in time. Absolutely, yeah. And, and I, that, right. for me, that's that's always been helpful. It's like I'm I'm only you know it, in terms of presence, I'm only working from the right now. And yes. that that's that's in terms of grounding, I, I I find that thinking thinking energetically for me helps. Absolutely, I think that that is, you know, if we can do this intentionally, yeah. there there the intention needs to be there. I think, but it's already there. We're already connected to the ground. It's more waking up to the fact that we are, <laughs> right. right? Because our attention is usually in yeah. the head and spinning and worrying yeah. and yeah. and reading the news and and so how many. Uh, people is it now and and so that energy is then all up in the head and yeah. it takes us out of the body and so connecting with the feet is really a, a beautiful thing to do if you have the luxury to live with someone you know or if that's your reality and you get along still uh, <laughs> that might be the other challenge these days I, right? I've, like I, we're... I've heard this, this, that, that some people are saying it's actually be- better to sometimes be living alone yeah. if you have kids you're a little more distracted but if it's just two people sometimes that Absolutely. can be a really hard thing yeah I think again you know this all hits us differently Yeah. every situation has its own challenges yeah. and we need to find ways of how to adjust that's yeah. just what it is but we are resilient beings we just need to have a, re- a regulated nervous system that we can respond to these situations uh, seeing all the choices and options yeah. we have and yeah. when the nervous system is dysregulated we're getting into reactive habitual patterns and so what you see with people who have trauma that those are much more activated those mm-hmm. patterned responses and this yeah. could be reaching now again for the addictions that you've already overcome in some ways, right? But they, mm-hmm. they reared their head because that was a coping strategy that worked. Yeah. Um, and then people, I think also what, what we do or what I do with clients who get really dysregulated right now. So there's, there's different themes that are coming up. So for example, medical trauma is one thing. People yeah. who have spent time in hospitals, they're very afraid that they will need to go to the hospital. Yes. People who had stuff, with their lungs, for example, or have asthma, they are very worried about that. So we can work also with EMDR and and process the older stuff that's underneath there. So the first time that that happened, if that's not processed, this will come up now in terms of flashbacks and nightmares and intrusive thoughts and excessive worrying uh, or feeling really numbed and checked out and detached, right? So if we can, and people have relationships with their therapists, that works virtually, they can process these things so that it's then more, it feels that it's more more um, doable what happens in the current moment and it's not all this old stuff that comes in. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Otherwise yeah. it really amps up the intensity if the old things is not processed. Or people, for example, with, with a lot of trauma growing up, uh, so developmental trauma who had chaotic homes 
they are really activated these days, right? Yeah. Because there's also very few people who are stepping up and taking leadership roles on a on a as a nation, and that is really really difficult. Yeah. So, uh, but if we can then look and come back to okay, so your young part is really afraid right now. Can you activate your adult self and help that younger part regulate? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, that, I think that's very important. Right. So we we oftentimes I think just need to remind people we need to work on the the underlying things and really help stabilize. Yeah. Right. It's it's but you can look at it on a continuum so that people with trauma their intensity is is much more than a person who didn't have trauma. Yeah. Yeah. Or not as much trauma. And, we and all have trauma. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And and, and, and back to what you were saying about about addictions, I think it's also important to to add that you know many of us have already a technology or media addiction. Absolutely. And so exactly. you know, yes. I, th- I think this is a, a, one that I've been very conscious of through this because it's like I was saying early on, I, I felt like I needed to step into my leadership position and understand as much of of what I could about this situation as possible. Yes. Um, but I feel like also this this last week I was able to kind of get you know get past that a little bit more and say okay I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna look at you know my news feed at the beginning and end of my day and or just yes. or just once a day because it Absolutely. was just so easy to be, to kind of get stuck in the spin of that and then you know it's it's also being you know we're being fed with that for, for you know for, exactly. in a lot of different ways so yeah and if you know I've tried it this week once really intentionally where I looked at the news more often than I do, just mm-hmm. to observe what happens. So anybody who, who, you know, who wants to do that, I think it's really helpful because you can immediately feel that your heart rate is going up, that your thoughts start speeding up yeah. when you, because it feels like someone is shouting at you. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's constantly, there is threat. And if you really look at it, if you do the things that we're supposed to do right now, which is, be in our homes, right? Be, be careful, you know, the things that you need to do, then it's actually not yeah, yeah. that threatening, right? But if you listen to the news, your nervous system is a, on a constant on. Yeah. So one of the things you can do also is to really use this time to explore your reactions to media. Mm. Does it make you feel more connected? Does you does it feel, make you feel less connected? Is, for example, a FaceTime call, is that more connecting? Because you see the other person, you can listen to their voice. You see their facial expressions. Yeah. We're a little more, right now, I think, um, limited to audio and, and, and um, basically our eyes and mm-hmm. ears. Not so much touch yeah. with other people, yeah. right? Un- unless we live with a family or, or roommates or whatever. But I think if we can use, for example, sounds and voices and and music and um, and and seeing someone and really let ourselves be touched by that, we have a similar experience as if we're really touched. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, right? Yeah. We we even say that we're in touch with each other. Doesn't need to be physically only. It can be by a voice or a soothing uh, meditation teacher or right or your aunt that has a really soothing voice. Connect, yeah, and really take that in. But that's the intentional piece. We really need to be awake to it. Yeah. And the more we use media, the more numbed out we are. Right. And that's the that's the tricky part. So I think intention is really important. 
exploring how things affect you. Yeah. Right. How what's your what's your internal response to that? And then also to let the emotions that you feel move through. I think that that's really important too. be sad. Yeah. This is really sad right now. What's yeah. happening. It is so sad or yeah. be furious. I've, I've been irritable and furious the whole week yeah. off and on. Yeah. And to know that this is that this is the way to move through and this will happen again. I, I was particularly struck by an article from David Kessler. Do you know him? He's yeah. the guy who studies grief. Yeah. And he worked with Elizabeth Kubler-Ross and he says what we're feeling right now is grief. And mm -hmm. I think this I is, think that's true. There's a lot of anticipatory grief, right? There's a lot of real grief already happening. And this could be for students who can't start their program right now. Right. Right. They need to stay home for another however long they don't know. Right. It's for people who have uh, birthdays and they can't celebrate with their yeah. friends. Yeah. And there's smaller losses and there's big losses. Yeah. Obviously, we're also knowing at some point, if we don't already, someone close to us. Yeah who dies from this, yeah. right? So, or, or life doesn't stop. People die from other things. There's birth, yeah. there's, you know, graduations that you wanted to celebrate in April and they're not happening. Yeah. So we need to grieve this. Yes, I think that's important. So, so one question I have for you, because I think you can answer this probably pretty well is, I, I think like I, I I agree with you. I think it's important to feel the the sadness that we're feeling and, yes. and just be present to it. But what's the difference between that sadness and actually being depressed? Yes. Yeah, so I think a very that's a great question. Um, and I think the difference is when it's a real emotion. It you experience it differently. For me, I feel it sadness. The sadness then feels fresh. In some ways, mm -hmm. it connects me with my humanity and with other people's humanity. I can notice it as a a, a, a shared human experience. Mm -hmm. Sadness in depression is very different. It's more a state. It sticks to us. It it feels stale. Yeah. Uh, it's an underlying. It's almost like an underlying tone throughout everything. Yeah, I think that's a good way um, to put it. Right? It's 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 so it's more static than if you're you're sad about something that's happening and you might sob for ten minutes yeah. and then you'll feel better. I have lots of friends say this week I had a really good cry. Yeah. And they move through it, right? And it's very physical, but with, with depression, the sadness is much, much more habitual and and um it doesn't leave. And it kind of colors our entire experience. It colors everything. It taints everything. It's like you have these glasses on and everything looks mute and and more black and white yeah. or gray. Yeah. 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 And, and and that's a time to really get resourced. So if I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm asking this question yeah. because there may be yes. people going through this. Yes. And I and I'll I'll make sure to to put up on on the show notes on your app whatever or however you're listening to this or watching this, um, so that people you know in in case there's something like this going on there's lots of resource yes. out there and and yeah. and I think people with the time right now to to give to provide resources as well so it's very important for sure and I think you know this people who are already feeling depressed because uh, let's face it this is has been already a difficult time yeah. Right. Yeah. This is uh, the normal state from before for a lot of people is not normal. Right. Right. This is 
we're, we're, we've already, I think, been in a crisis. If we're really looking at it, if we look at the situation all over the world, how many people are suffering? Yeah. Um, this is not normal. And so this, for a lot of people, that exacerbates it. So I had yeah. a lot of people also this week who already feel hopeless and helpless, which is part of the symptoms when, when you're dealing with depression, not wanting to get up, not wanting to get dressed, uh, not feeling any joy or pleasure, mm -hmm. right? And we all have that. So we can really look at that on a continuum. But if that's your main state, then I would say, yes, you're, you're dealing with depression here. Yeah. So, and I think, um, so it's important to identify and then get help. Yep. And, right? I... and this could be for a while medication, and that will be difficult because right now you can't go to a psychiatrist, but there's resources of people who also do that virtually. So there is ways of, of getting support. But my sense oftentimes is it's the connection that really makes the biggest difference. Mm -hmm. So then for people to reach out, even if that's not what they want to do. Yeah. Um, part of what I keep thinking about is um, that mood follows action. So it's, it's if you do something, there will be a consequence. You can't wait for your mood to change. Mm. You need to do something. And yeah. it's very hard, of course, because when you're really depressed, you don't want to do anything. Right. And I'm not saying this to shame anyone or make someone feel bad. It's yeah. just that we need to interrupt the cycle Yeah. because the less you do, the worse you feel. Yeah. And so it's really important to monitor that in yourself and reach out sooner rather than later. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and, I, and I think the last couple of weeks, everyone's been kind of racing. You know, I think yeah. th there's been a lot right. to do. There's been a lot to coordinate. Yes. If you have children, there's been a yes. lot of, you know, grocery gathering and supplies gathering yes. and, you know, just, just feeling like you need to be sort of tuned into every, um, yes. you know, broadcast from the president or from your governor, just to, you know, right. understand what's happening with things. I think we're getting past some of that stuff. Yes, I and, think so too. And, and I've been, I've been, you know, I've, I've, I've given myself, I, we were supposed to be on spring break right now. <laughs> so yes. I, I decided that this next week I'm going to just take a day off. Yeah, um, and and I'm I'm kind of, and my my plan is that I don't have to do anything. That's that's yeah, kind of the nice. I, the idea. So that there's there's no work that I need to do. I, I I think there's been a lot that I've just been feeling like I needed to 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 stay tuned into. And for anybody who might be you know feeling like maybe they are depressed, it could be a good testing thing for you too. That maybe you you take that day off, and see if if as you're saying if if that activity you know, has a, has a mood changing effect on you. If it doesn't, that might be a clear indicator for you too. Yeah. And I think, you know, again, this is also, I, I mean, you know, it's, it's sometimes hard to distinguish because there's reasons right now why we feel helpless and hopeless. Yeah. Right. But if, again, if it's a more constant thing, if it becomes more often that you feel that way, if you, if you can't shake that, if you can't see uh, for example, that there's also positive things. I mean, that's another, I think, think that is really helpful for us to do every day to appreciate the little things and to even as a family individually look at what am I grateful for, mm -hmm. right? Because otherwise the negative thinking of the nervous system takes over. Yeah. And then it's really hard to get out of that loop. And yeah. we need to intentionally practice 
getting out of that loop. Yeah. And, and ha- having some minimal gratitude practice, I, I find very helpful. And I, I, I tend to write it out. Yeah. Um, you know, you three, can, you can speak it, do it three, yeah. three things or, and sometimes I, I, the, the other thing that, that you can do is you can add what one thing, if you do it in the morning, what one thing would make today great for me. Yes. Something simple nice. and, yeah. and, and some kind of, and sometimes three affirmations about yourself. Yeah. And that can be right. very, that can be very simple sometimes too. Like, yeah. you know, but just right. things, th- things that you, again, it's a, it's a gratitude practice of sorts. And I think that the thing that people forget about gratitude practicing is that it is like getting a gift. You yeah. know, you, you, you don't, you don't right. realize these things until you give them to yourself in gratitude. That's right. When I also think, you know, that though, again, we're coming back to resources that for a lot of people, they don't have resources. Mm-hmm. I work with people also who are really worrying about, so what happens if I can't pay rent? Yeah. It's nice that the homeowners get a get a freeze on their mortgage. Yeah. I'm not getting a freeze on my rent. Right. What do I do? Will I be on the streets? Yeah. I have quite a few people who are really worrying about that. And that's hard yeah. then to say, so, well, make your list of gratitude, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's where we need also other resources. Yeah. Where we need to say, okay, so let's get organized. Yeah. Right? I think if there's something good coming out of this, time it could not if the thing that could come out of that this as well something good could be that we really have other priorities right now that mm-hmm. we really look at what are our, what are our values yeah yeah what we need a more equal distribution of resources can i do something about this now already yeah. in preparation for the future and i think that that's also very helpful to have really something specific to work towards and, and pick one thing where you feel like, okay, there I can make a difference. I'm going to research this. I'm going to find people who think similarly. How can we get organized about mm-hmm. this? Yeah. That's hugely important, right? And we saw that after the election some, and I think that made, made a, a difference for quite a few people. There's yeah. more and more people who got more active again, and that's a really good antidote. Yeah. And and, and even just kind of the in terms of priorities, even just thinking about what's important to be taken care of we get so caught up in our in our careers or in yes. our passion projects exactly. or whatever that we yes. we we're always forward thinking in the way that we're we're going through these things but it, yes. i think it's very important to kind of say well what what are the what are are, are my basic needs covered and, and now we're going to be thinking about them in terms of like all sorts of things exactly and i also think that really again to emphasize this there is a still stand happening mm-hmm. and as scary as that is this is a time of reflection yeah. This is maybe a time of a little less, yeah. a little less material stuff, a little less traveling, maybe even a little less eating to stretch out the yeah. the supplies that we have. But but I think there's a there's or a little more, <laughs> or a little more as a coping <laughs> thing, right? I mean, everybody has said that. Oh my God, we're eating so much. Yeah. But but to really see what do I need? Do yeah. I really need that? Yeah. Or is this right now something how I'm soothing myself? Yeah. Right? I mean, all this will come up again, but this is when you get curious about it. How am I responding to this? Yeah. It could be in a tremendous opportunity to grow. Yeah. Because we all need to grow and we all need to stretch and we already have, right? All our habitual things are interrupted. And this is where we grow. Yeah. 
I, I know you and I have similar backgrounds in that we we were in creative fields before we got into our our, right. our, our health fields. But yeah. it, I feel very much back in that old time in some ways. Yeah. I, I don't know how, how you're experiencing that, but I was I was kind of you know being the starving artist musician in my twenties. Yes. And I'm, I lived as simply as possible, and it, it's influenced my entire life. I mean, I still feel like I live fairly simply. So in some ways, I haven't yes. had to go through any major shift with that. Um, yes. But it's made me even think about some of the things that I've chosen, you know, through the, through the last 20 years of my life and what, what I want, the, how, how I want some of that to be more integrated that I've kind of let go of. Yes, that's a really nice I think a really great way to to take a stock a little bit and see so okay there are really things that have been important to me all my life that haven't changed Mm -hmm. and that can be also deeply grounding to notice what hasn't changed I'm still breathing right the in-breath and out-breath is still coming um I still love music Mm -hmm. you know we in our house too we've done more music together and we always said oh we should do a family band and and now we're doing it that's great and so i think that that um this is a time again to look at what is what is uh important and what's enjoyable i mean we've had more family dinners than we've ever had yeah or you know going outside together playing ball just the three of us because that's what we do yeah my son actually asked why why don't we do this more often Yes. How come how come we haven't been doing this more often? Yes. And I have, you know, I had group group last week and they're they're fantastic women, young women in their their 30s and they're already starting to really look at so what of this will I take with me? Mm-hmm. Right? How am I changing my life that I really want to make sure I keep doing so that we don't lose that? Right, that connection is the most important, and or integrity, or serving others, or whatever they find is important to them. Yeah. How can I move this forward? And I think that's just beautiful. That's, and that's so great. Yeah. Well, this has been great, Karen, I, and it's been oh, grounding for for me to to be connected with you since I can't be traveling right now and seeing you in New York. Oh, thank you for me as well, Jeremy. And uh, and I I know that there's there's a lot here that's going to be helpful for for people. And and if there's anything else that you think of in terms of resource, it can it can be links to websites or whatever. We can put that all up on show notes. That's great. And also, you know, if if anyone who's listening to that wants to get more information, if you put my website on it, there. I will. Yeah. There will be a new one because now I have all this time. (laughs) I'm working on mine too. Eventually, uh, but you know, just uh, put that on there and and send me an email. I'm really happy to respond to any inquiry or question or anything. Okay, thanks so much, Karen. Yeah. Thank you, Jeremy. Karen Weidenmuller, everyone. Hope you found some solace and strength in this conversation. One of the most important things I think she offers here is to be compassionate with yourself and with others. Emotions can often get amplified during times like these. And to understand that from the outset that it's normal to become overly emotional or even sometimes numb out, uh, it takes some of the charge out of the situation. And it's my hope that this experience that we're all going through will make us a bit more compassionate even after it's all over and that perhaps we'll learn about the importance of our interconnected nature that none of us are islands, that we live on one planet, 
and we need each other's presence perhaps more than we could have ever imagined back when we all wandered around bumping elbows with each other on crowded buses and subway cars or in lines for events, brushing past one another on sidewalks and in malls, crammed together on elevators or at concerts. We may even be complete strangers, but we share common humanity. We see ourselves in each other. We challenge each other. We make each other stronger and support each other, even when we don't realize it. Thanks to Karin for taking the time to record this one with me. If you want to learn more about her work or connect with her, she's at karinvinemuller.com. You can find that link in the show notes. She's also offered a couple of resource pages for you all, which I'll post there and on Facebook if you want to download them. Let me know what you thought of this topic in conversation. You can always reach me at jeremy at highwaytohealthpodcast.com. Thanks for listening and for all that you do. Be good to yourself, be kind to each other, and take care of your planet. Be well, my friends.